Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, is a podcast where comedian Michael Ornelas is traveling the country, eating at all chain restaurants in search of the perfectly average 5.0 out of 10 dining experience. The objective middle threshold of where bad becomes good. Friend of the Doughboys, Marissa Pinson and John Glover were the most recent guests as they reviewed Costco's Food Court. It's a two-part episode that covers everything from discontinued menu items to how many Costco hot dogs they could fit in their mouths. Damn, I wish I was on that episode. I'd crush that. Head over to linktree.com slash fine dining podcast, uh, F-I-N-E-D-I-N-I-N-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, and click B's giveaway to enter a giveaway for an all-expenses-paid trip to your local Applebee's, the current frontrunner for the most mediocre restaurant in America at 5.02 out of 10, for you and up to three of your friends. And you can watch or listen to Fine Dining on your platform of choice while you're there. Enter by May 1st, and the winner will be announced on the May 8th episode. Disclaimer, $50 will be provided for transportation along with a $200 Applebee gift card. I love doing those fast read disclaimer things. Go give fine dining a listen. The search for the most mediocre restaurant in America. This is a HeadGum Podcast. What's up, shitheads? Welcome back to another episode of High and Mighty. It's me, oh boy. The number one fuck boy, standing six foot two, two hundred and ninety-eight pounds from the south shore of Nassau County, Long Island. It's Johnny G. All you gotta do is trust me, Jackson. Mean, what are you doing here? Abortion is healthcare. Oh, I agree. Also joining me in the High and Mighty Studios, my nearly silent ghost, Arthur Gabris. Arthur, give him a shout out. Arthur is a dog, not my brother, not officially a person on the podcast, not. Officially a person at all. Also joining me in the High Mighty Studios, returning guest. His new special is out today. It's called You Choose an Interactive Comedy Special with Danny Jolis. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Well, I can't match it. I can't match it. <laughs> few can, few can. Uh, you know, only you have to have some background professional wrestling experience to uh, hang. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> that was during the pandemic. That was one of my darkest days. Is I was like, what if I just started like training? professional wrestling and just saw what happened hey <laughs> was a moment <laughs> i think i i honestly it, it's crossed my mind a bunch in life where it's just like i, I got some it. performing chops i like it i've got some athletic ability maybe i could combine it but then also it's like the hardest on your body and i'm like at the worst shape of my life maybe it's not the ideal time to do this <laughs> oh for sure it's also i mean it's insane and crazy but i'm always like i could be a good manager I could be such a good manager. <laughs> oh man, that would be really fun to be like a mouth of the south type guy. Like uh, oh. like like just kind of in the corner doing something sketchy every once in a while just to keep the fans alive and shit. Like that that's that's a good move. I like that wheelhouse for sure. I could do it. I could do I I don't know. I get I, so I, I have no doubt. I think you can. I get very <laughs> jealous of it's like probably the most jealous I've been of Logan Paul has been watching him <laughs> rise through wrestling and be like, You're kidding me. Wait, and now not to, but even more than the ultra rare Pokemon card shit. I know you're a bit of a dork too, Danny. <laughs> I, am a, I am a dork and I was impressed by that, but I'm more impressed by the okay. fact that he I didn't pre- just have a, he didn't just have a WrestleMania match. He had a good WrestleMania match. What are we doing? Oh, 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 doesn't He's feel got- fair. 
I mean, that's the world he should fit. Like, he could be a great heel in wrestling. It's infuriating how good he is at it. Well, he has, like, literally the backstory of a he Like, he, he's like a Ric Flair Jr. in, like, a weird way. You know what I mean? He's like the ultimate yeah. heel. <laughs> yeah. like, people hate him on, on view. On eyeballing yes. him, you're like, I hate this fucking kid. Yep. <laughs> That's and what then you he want. goes out. But then he knows how to play it, and you're just like, oh, he gets it. And it, which is the worst part as someone who doesn't <laughs> want to like Logan Paul. <laughs> right, right. To be like, oh, he does get it. He gets it. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, yeah, you kind of want him to be not fully understanding of it and kind of stand out as an asshole so that you can have like a little extra of like, I would have done well there and I'm better. And then he ends up doing it. Okay, you're like, fuck. Okay, man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's he's good. He trains. He knows it. He knows how to be a heel. He knows what to say. Because yeah, most people who show up from outside wrestling who come into wrestling, terrible. Right. Almost always. Yeah. Like, well, there's like this whole thing in like performance i notice like from doing like so many games have become sort of filmed for or recorded for podcasts like uh dropout has kind of cornered that market there's a lot of like people play D on video that's kind of like a new thing so i find myself getting paid um, you know three figures to like uh compete in some sort of game and you see people cannot break game and entertainment in their brain where it's like it's so important to them to win or learn the rules and i'm like dude no we get paid whether uh we win or lose like and you see it and then you i could see that energy happening with professional wrestling where someone comes in Mm -hmm. they're like well i just want to be like alpha and people like that you know it's like no if more people hating you is as successful as people like what you you want yeah that's what you want (laughs) and it's easier it's much easier well, I'll say it's complex time to be a heel because uh, society of viewers, uh, customers, consumers, whatever we're calling them, has a real hard time differentiating from like, like, you know, like, you know, Martin Scorsese is actually a hitman for the mob. And it's like, no, no, no. He's just like those that happens in his movie. You're like, well, Martin Scorsese is OK with gangs in New York killing each other. It's like, no, 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 no. You know, like people like <laughs> yeah. conflate too much of like, uh person out like so i feel awful for the modern like he- like heel trying to survive like it's like people are like i actually hate him and kids are like he's evil it's like no that's the best part yes i also think the the curtain is so similar to comedy where like there's too many podcasts so the curtain is completely fallen so everybody's just now knows everything and it's like impossible to go on stage and like do material and not have people be like material and so you're right. like, because we've just pulled the curtain down so far. And so, and it's I, same thing with wrestling where it's like people that are really great heels, you see the crowd be like, wow, they're really good at it. And it's like, no, 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 bad reaction. They're not yeah, doing play, like you're, you're reacting the wrong way. Play along. It's like going to a haunted house and being like, this is a really scary haunted house rather than mm-hmm. at least acting a little scared or letting yourself get scared. Yeah. Play the part. Yeah. It, that is. It's a weird time for like vil- gray area people, uh, uh, vil- villainous uh, acts, like vil- villainous actors. Like no one wants to be like being a good guy in a movie like is guaranteed to like then you get to do commercials for the children. Like, you know, then you get to mm-hmm. do this, then you get to do this. Like it feels like being a villain, like, you know, Snape 
like if uh, if fucking Rick Rickman couldn't Richmond Rickman couldn't work <laughs> now as like I mean obviously he's dead but like he couldn't work if he was because everyone would be like that's evil Snape I can't cast him it's like no he's just the most yep. talented actor of a generation <laughs> oh my god yeah I saw him in a play oh oh yeah Oof. it was awesome princess was so good and, princess and the P <laughs> yeah princess and the P was he was. He was the princess. It was very funny. <laughs> well, you have a new special called You Choose, an a- interactive comedy special, which I already am confused and enticed by. Like, it's kind of got the, Exactly. It's kind of got the thing where I'm like, well, I got to check this shit out. But yeah. when we were going back and forth uh, about a topic, we have thrown out some ideas. Previously, you came on and we talked about Magic the Gathering. Yes. Which, by the way, I want to point out was contacted by Magic the Gathering post my appearance on your show and did some stuff with them, tried to do a lot of stuff with them, got rejected, <laughs> but did make a little bit of headway in the wizard the wizard entertainment world. I oh, was, awesome. I, and they initially heard me on this, and they were like, we didn't know you like Magic the Gathering. And I was like, not just do I, but I really do. And talk to <laughs> yeah. and we yeah. like, That's awesome. Uh, I have since played... Uh, a couple of games of Commander of uh, MTG Commander D and D edition with some friends, uh, and it was just as I, complex, uh, more <laughs> complex than I imagined. But yeah. it came back kind of fast, and I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed uh-huh. it thoroughly. Uh, but when we were talking about topics, I was like, "Oh, how do you feel about like actual magic?" And <laughs> the actual that's a weird word modifier to put in front of magic, but like uh, not like. Cause I like I was like that's a funny topic if you come back and we talk about magic and instead of colon uh, the gathering we just say colon you know you know magic and you were yeah. like actually uh, <laughs> I think about magic a lot I ta- and I was like let's fucking get into it because magic and comedy are crazy close together in like a weird crazy way close like where crazy it's like, close in like mm-hmm. performance style and the soloness of it all but also the requirement of audience giving it up for you is like integral uh-huh. to the success of a joke and a trick. There is an element of like fooling the audience a little bit, or at least keeping them in the dark until the end. Like there's a lot of parallels that I hadn't thought about previously, but I've always fucking liked magic. I've always found it like, I always found it fun. Like even when I could, even when I was young and I could tell like, Oh, they're just doing a blank dumb trick. But like, if the theatrics around it are telling some like kind, I'm on. I'm down to fall for. Like, I like haunted houses. I like all that dumb shit. Like, I'm capable of doing the buy-in, and I'm like, ah, yes, an old ancient like uh, uh, man taught you this like way that these rings could actually be dominated and connected. Like, I'm here for all the the fluff around too. So, uh, like that element of the performance I'm into, and then. There's like a little bit of like science mechanics and maybe part of what I like about magic is like the heisty kind of thing about it. Like I guess movies that demonstrate magicians like the illusionist and shit like that. We get to see more of like the heisty elements, but like, you know that there's like a little mini heist going on and they're heisting an idea in front of us. So there's something that magic has always had a hold on me for that reason. It's the best. I mean, I love magic. So the spe- so just to go so the special for people listening and you can go right now and click on it. it's a uh, it is uh, you choose my jokes so it is interactive so throughout the special you will get to pick my opinion 
And based on what opinion you want me to have, you'll hear that version of the joke. And so <laughs> you'll have your own version of the special. It'll be anywhere from 35 to 45 minutes based on your choices. Uh, <laughs> That's and awesome. so it's really fun. Uh, and then there's, and then, so this is literally, so this entire special is based on magic structure, which is what I did because there is a prestige at the end of the special. There is something at the end of the special that explains what we were doing here. No, I've seen the special and I don't want to spoil the end, but you do stand there and go, I'm the Rolatista. And, uh-huh. <laughs> and the crowd, and the crowd starts, starts crying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and by the way, phenomenal. I absolutely loved it. And then even I watched it again the next day with my wife to be like, you got to watch this. And she was like blown away. And then like a week later, like the backlash of like, well, like of like, why? What was the backlash? I don't even know about the backlash. There's like light backlash to like what the special, like what his trick really is. You know what I mean? Like what the tricks really were. People were were like, oh, you got to go. And I was like, who fucking cares? Who cares? You know what? I'm at the age uh taste level i don't know what it is but there's like it's a combination of things where i like the effort put in is appealing to me like even like a high effort low output situation appeals to me as a viewer and a fan because i just like someone putting in the effort and the effort was fucking put into that show like and and yeah i'm saying the rollatista part because that was like a kind of the the thing I was discussing earlier when I was like, oh, cool tricks, but I, I'm also here for the dumb buy. Like, that is the dumb yeah. buy-in I'm here for. But I fucking love... We're talking about in and of itself. Is that what it was in called? Something itself. like Derek that. Derek Delgaudio. Yeah. I was going to say his name wrong, but that's... I, I might have said it wrong. So I was going to say De- be- Derek Del Guadaguino, so I was definitely wrong. I'm doing Vinny so that sounds That Jersey feels like Shore. you took it and made it more... <laughs> yeah, I, it's like arguably racist, maybe. <laughs> yeah, like, my, my Italian-American pronunciation of that Italian name is arguably racist, but... um, It's really fucking magical. Like, I, I just, like, love that fucking... Like, and I don't I understand, like, maybe... Everyone he was told every single card that was pulled, but even like no matter what the actual answer is, the effort like I'm I'm into that special. Like that's so I have like a I have a joke that is not on the special, but was used as a set so part and so another thing in the special is the first real choice you get is do you love David Blaine or hate David Blaine? That is the first choice in the special. <laughs> so I have jokes on both. Uh, but it was partially due to the fact that I do shows with magicians all the time. Uh, that is a thing that I have to do. And the coolest thing about doing a lot of shows, magicians is you will eventually learn the trick. And to me, what's the coolest is how usually minimal the trick is. Yep. It's incredibly stupid. It's, the way they do it. Yeah. It's so always easy. Not, and you're like, Oh, and you've seen all the show. You see six different people have done this trick over the course of months. And you're like, uh, when you finally unpack it, it's like, oh, they just have another three of hearts in their pocket. It's like, There's and you're like, hearts. you're like, oh, that's yeah. fucking genius. <laughs> yep, And it's one move and it's five minutes before the moment that you actually see the second three of hearts. Right, Five. right. It happens so early. The, the, the yeah. traps are laid so early. Yeah, that must be really fucking fun to watch. It's so I tell this story. I tell I tell the story because it's true. I did this show with this one magician, and he we did five shows together. And his final trick was he a swan. He made a swan appear out of nowhere, and I was like, I'm gonna figure out 
how the fuck he makes a swan appear. Like, I got to figure it out. And backstage, real swan. I'm like looking at the thing. I'm like, it's fucking real. <laughs> and then I was like, I just was like, I kept like kind of just following him. And he was like, well, I was like, I just got, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to figure out how you do this. <laughs> and he was like, oh, yeah. and it was so crazy. He just has a harness on his side and he just kept the swan there for the whole show. He's just got the swan for 60 minutes. And people just like, that's wild. That's like that. To, like to me, Better it's trick. a bit. It's a better trick to keep a yes. swan like hidden and quiet for sixty minutes, and that is sort of like, uh, I'm like not not to be the stoner guy. That's sort of the magic of magic, is what I was just yes. about to say. But for lack of a better no, term, I totally agree. I think that's the magic of magic is realizing like, oh, these are they're not. To me, it's it's almost like professional wrestling. It's like the real art of professional wrestling is the moment you're like, oh, they're coordinating, they're working together. Yes. And they're telling a story that's so much cooler than if they were actually fighting like this. They're right. working together. It's actually cooler than a guy with a snake fighting a guy mm -hmm. who is the descendants of millions of warriors from Valhalla. Like that, yes. it's more interesting that these two, like, absolute juice heads are taking care of each other in the ring and telling us a, a, a jointly telling a story with no words to a crowd. Like, Yes. Like, like, I, I would watch a hidden camera documentary of like, and Danny is entering the stage with the swan in the harness, and he will have to do mm -hmm. fifty nine minutes of crowd work without the mm -hmm. swan, like without mention. I could, I wouldn't even be able to not mention. The, I'm like, I got a fucking song. I would blow my mind. <laughs> yeah, like, Jesus Christ! I can barely walk with this fucking swan in my arm. Yeah, <laughs> uh, no clue. I watched. The, I watched every show, and I was like, it's just there. No one knows. Not one person knew. And that's the shit that fucking is cool, too, because it's like the, he's doing other tricks before that with this. So like, oh, you get really good at sleight of hand. Now you have to get good at sleight of hand while hiding a swan on your person. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Also, that's your last trick. You have 75 other tricks to pull off in this right, hour. Right. <laughs> and then and then and then the craziest part to me is like you were supposed to follow them as comics. And I'm like, what? What? What are we doing? Like, please don't make me. Well, because I, I was wondering, because I know as a comedy person, you hate to follow someone who's doing music that's good or uh, magic that's good or anything like you can follow bad music and people are like, oh, cool. It's comedy. Who cares if it's good or bad? But if like the, if uh, someone just crushes a musical performance, then you come out and you're like, all right. So do you like David Blaine or not? People are like, oh, <laughs> yeah. fuck this dude. And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it's hard to get that momentum back. So I imagine oh, going after a magician because like that feels so like, uh, what's what I'm looking for? Complete when they do a trick. It feels like, wow, that was the end. And then you like, they're also usually very funny. Yeah, they're so yeah. They, <laughs> like, <laughs> they're eating your lunch a little bit that way. Then yeah. doing you're something that you can't do like, at all. Yeah, good punchlines. This is funny, so that's great. <laughs> and then on top of that, they're doing it. It's same with math music, where it's like when it's good, you're like, oh, they're doing a thing on top of my thing. So yes. I'm about to just come down and do a strip. I'm just not doing the 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 other thing. I'm not able to do. I'm just gonna do one element of what they did. And isn't that something? Right. But I, I imagine, I wonder how magicians feel being on a bill with comics. Cause I would feel like 
I would be like, they're going to see my swan harness. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like that would be my big concern if I was a magician. I'd be like, well, I can trust other magicians, but I can't trust these fucking comics who have to come up with 12 hours a week of podcast material. You know what I mean? That's true. I mean, and that is true. And I like, do actively talk I'd be about in the it crowd. on stage. So. I'd be in the crowd be like, check his fucking harness, guys. He's got a swan <laughs> harness. <laughs> Someone punch him in his right rib. See what happens to you. <laughs> Charge a stage with like soy bomb written on your chest and like slap them. <laughs> it ain't easy being green or athletic. Athletic greens. I'm just going to find weird segues to start these ads from now on for no reason other than self entertainment. But speaking of self, I have a, this is a product I literally use every single day. You know, uh, you want better gut health, more energy, all that stuff. And I can't take vitamins on an empty stomach in the morning. It makes me nauseous. So being able to have athletic greens first thing in the morning is a nice way. And you've heard me say this a million times, but it's a nice way to make sure you get some water down, get your some vitamins and minerals going. Specifically, you're getting 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. Look, it is uh, keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, all that stuff. Contains one, less than one gram of sugar. And it's just an easy little effort. Just an extra thing that can pay off in dividends. And all you have to do is just like one minor extra thing, which is drink a big glass of athletic greens first thing in the morning. Uh, so right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. One scoop in a cup every day. Very easy. To make it easy, even easier, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash mighty. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash mighty, A-T-H-L-E-T-I-C-G-R-E-E-N-S dot com slash M-I-G-H-T-Y to take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Look, we're all spending too much money on subscriptions these days, but are you wasting money on subscriptions? 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about. Maybe for you, it's an unused Amazon Prime or a Hulu account that never gets streamed. There's this great app that I use that helps me keep track of all of my expenses like that. Because of it, I don't waste money on subscriptions. You could end up actually having two different logins by accident if you don't notice them on your credit card. So I don't even use them. So I was happy to have this app called Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill. They've been on the show before, but uh, it's great. It, Rocket Money finds subscriptions you didn't even know you were paying for. You may even find out you've been double charged for a subscription. That's what I was talking about earlier. And to cancel a subscription, all you have to do is press cancel and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Trying to cancel a subscription through a company is nearly impossible. They, they're they fighting everything in their power to not do that. <laughs> So, uh, look, cancel unnecessary subscriptions with Rocket Money today. Go to rocketmoney.com slash mighty. Seriously, it could save you hundreds per year. That's rocketmoney.com slash mighty. Get rid of useless subscriptions with Rocket Money now. Go to rocketmoney.com slash mighty, M-I-G-H-T-Y-R-O-C-K-E-T-M-O-N-E-Y.com slash mighty. The idea of David Blaine, do you like him or hate him, is a very funny question because I think my answer is, 
Like if I was, I would want to watch both jokes and probably agree with both perspectives, which is how I feel. Right. Both sides are very true to my heart. Right. Cause I'm like, Oh, I love that he exists and he does what he does, but come on. It is like, he's some, a psychopath. Yeah. So that shit is like psycho. not even like what I would consider Matt, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, mm-hmm. Matt, uh, what was her name? Who looked uh, like uh, Maria Abramovich or whatever. It's like, you're like Loki. She was a woman who like, did like sat across from people in MoMA. I, I, I might've said her oh, name wrong, but like, she was like a performance artist who like slept in a box or maybe that was Tilda, oh. but th- this woman like sat and you would sit across from her and stare at her. And like, it would just be like a staring contest with this art, but it feels like some David Blaine shit sometimes is like, yes. he's going to stand on one leg on this ice block for four days. And it's like, what is magic about that? There is no magic, but that's also what makes him well. I agree that those I, I don't like when he does the endurance stuff. And that is I make fun of that quite a bit. But I also think like and this is this is but when his his so he taught himself how to spout water out. Right. So that's just the thing he can do now, which is amazing because now he had he is doing a trick that's real. Like it's just we know what their human can do what he's doing now. So <laughs> right. it's like he's he's doing things that you can't do. I mean, it's insane but now it's like so it's like he can just pull a frog out of his mouth and that's just now a thing he can do with no trick and i'm like that's cool right (laughs) like (laughs) but like i because like there's an element of him that's like circus geeky and like freak showy but he's also very talented at like all the magic traditional magic stuff and even the vibes of a magician and like Mm -hmm. He's re- like, and it's just really interesting that he goes that route. But then when you like read about like Houdini and shit, like the stuff that he's doing is bare, like was barely magic. So like, or barely considered magic as we know it. It's a lot of yeah. like, he swallows keys and coughs them up and uh, undoes like a straitjacket in the water. And you're like, even if there is a huge trick as part of it. And we're assuming there is, there's still like a whole like life in like life endangering element of what these guys are doing, which, you know, Danny Gans and fucking other, other comedians are not other magic guys are not. And I, I wonder for the magic community, if they're annoyed by it, like, are they like, are there people who are like, you know, I just got into this business to fucking make some cards move around. Right. And now you're telling me I have to put a sword through my neck for (laughs) real or nobody's, or I'm just not as interesting as this guy. Like, this is insane. I wonder if they're pissed off by it of like, Hey, we're supposed to be deceiving people and you guys are ruining it. You're ruining it. Yeah. Oh, I wonder what the vibes are towards it. Or I, cause I wonder if like that ushered in like other kinds of magic people and like, you know, the low key, like the card trick guys, card trick people are all like, Fuck, he's like a Blaine disciple. He's coming in here, putting his hands in, in hydrochloric acid on stage and shit like that. And I'm over here doing like the banging rings together. Thing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, oh, I mean, is this stupid? Do I, have to start? I will say, and again, big fan of Derek Delgadio's special. Everybody should go see that special. Uh, the moment where David Blaine is in the crowd. Oh, yeah. That moment got a hard eye roll out of me. But. Otherwise, I was, I was like, it was, it was like, it's like no, I, I saw the amazing Jonathan film, one of his specials at an off Broadway theater, <sighs> like maybe 20 years ago, uh, 
18 years ago, something like that. And it was really fun. He's so funny. He was doing some of his classic shit that I, I always loved. But one thing that like I it, it turned the corner for me was like he did a thing where he like teleports in the show, <laughs> but like the audience, he's like, but when we watch the special back, I'll just be up there. So everyone act like you are also surprised. And I was like, there's no other way to do this trick than just <laughs> bring the audience along. <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> so he's like, all right. Uh, and uh, and then we all like kind of sit there. He like goes backstage, runs all the way up, gets up to like one of the fucking boxes or whatever and comes out. And we're all like, Whoa! <laughs> and I'm like, this feels insane. I like have to tell like I, I, I felt the need to tell people because I felt like I was complicit in some sort of weird cover up. <laughs> well, I'll hear that sometimes about tricks. And I'm like, that's hard. I hope that isn't true. And I hate magic. like that. I hate magic. Where somebody's at a copper, like I've heard this about Copperfield once, where they were like people who got selected, and they were like, "He, you basically just like brought it down," and they're like, "So we're just gonna walk back over here. Uh, you're just gonna walk over here, and you're gonna pretend like you got teleported." And you're like, Ugh. <laughs> "Right, <laughs> that's the trick." <laughs> yeah, it's like if it involves like it, it if it involves multiple people keeping secrets like i want that tea spilt give me the yeah. guy give me the guy in the mask magic secrets revealed oh that was a good time <laughs> back in the day yeah but it's like that one i hear it i'm like Ugh, don't do that trick do yeah. tricks do tricks that we don't have to be a part of as a part of the crowd like blow my mind do, do, yeah do it. the crowd works well enough like doing a trick to a person works well enough that we like that we get in that person's head and we they're our proxy our our, our way yeah. into being an audience member and it's like fool like a nice lady on stage with some cards and i'm i'm into it like you don't have to like have someone prep the lady in her ear and be like for make sure, sure well, you choose the left part yeah yeah i'm like for sure well these guys are stabbing themselves in the neck i'm like hey just so you know i still don't know how the card is moving so if you want to go back to the card thing, like I'm still plenty impressed and confused by how you're doing that one. You don't have to do this extra level. You don't have to. No, it's on that. I had, <laughs> uh, you just reminded me, I watched some magic special, maybe Copperfield, maybe David Blaine when I was way younger. I was maybe 13 or so. This would be like the mid nineties and yeah. maybe even earlier. And the, it was like one of those primetime specials on, on like uh network TV. And, up the, the magician had a bunch of cards on the camera like and like so they were on your tv more or less like eight different cards and they were like okay pick a card everyone like and like at home like i picked a card on the tv and using the same trick and i don't even know really what it is but i just know that like <laughs> you can get you people are able to find out what card you picked <laughs> like there's like set up they always are have a way to figure it out but when the way it's revealed, like he like snaps his fingers and all the cards fall off the camera, except for the one that you're holding in your house, but it's on the cam. So the, the sensation I felt 
was <laughs> insane. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. Like, because it feels like you're holding it on your screen. You're not. Everything else falls off. He's right. The magician is right. You're at home being like, no fucking way. You know, you uh -huh. even like, I even feel like maybe I was like, yeah, all right, I'll do this. Ha ha ha. And like, still, you know, like, it's still idiot proofed. Yeah. It's still Gabriel's proofed the trick. And oh, like, I mean, all these things, all these magic tricks where like, they're like, now, Danny, do this. And I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, listen, I'm not a mark like the rest of these people. Uh, <laughs> I think you're going to find me quite. Where's my hand? What happened? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Good luck pulling the old wool over. My oh, God, where am I? <laughs> <laughs> Every time I'm like, they're not going to get me this. Oh, do you go to Magic Castle a lot? We do. We, we, we're we fans of it here. We uh. My uh, in-laws are coming into town uh, next month and we're trying to we're going to get tickets great, again because great move for parents. Yeah, it's so it's such a fucking enjoyable little experience getting to do that. Uh, and I, I had heard it's fallen off from some people. I had heard that some people some people were like uh, the good magicians are like run out of town or something or like dying from COVID or moving to this Nepal is, to study with masters or whatever fake magic story. That's that so funny. I mean, like <laughs> it's probably true in the sense that like in the same way that like there's certain clubs where I'm like, you go to that comedy club. Yeah. You can see garbage. Like right. that club books, garbage comics. And then like the average person's going to go and be like, I had a blast. Great. They were perfectly great. Like, what are you talking about? I feel like if I went to Magic Castle and they were like, this is actually the B level comic magicians, I'd be like, pretty good. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I guess that's probably true too. I don't have as heightened of an opinion or see the scaffolding on magic as much as comedy. So getting it. Yeah. I probably wouldn't. Yeah. I bet you the person who told me that was like a magic because I'm thinking back to who it was and I think it's a person who does some magic. Which is how I am with comedy. There's tons of clubs where I'm like, if you want to see garbage and then all of a sudden people are like, I loved it. Yeah, every time someone's like, oh, you do comedy? My favorite comic is this person. I'm like, oh, cool. I don't I mean, actually like them. And then, like, they, like, tell you, like, a joke or two of theirs. And you're like, oh, actually, yeah, those are pretty fun. I guess, like, yeah, why am I, I mean, why do I have a, who cares? <laughs> there's, I mean, comedy right now, it's a TikTok world. And so it's, like, very hard to tell who's good, who's not. And there's people who love people who I'm like, you saw them for an hour. I don't think you'd love them, but yeah, I'd be like, yeah, I don't know if front front facing comedy videos translates directly to stand up, but I don't think it's it going to work out. But enjoy your one time seeing them. Right, right. <laughs> enjoy part like helping them get one more paycheck before they're found out or whatever. <laughs> well, I've opened for some, and <laughs> yeah, and I will. <laughs> I will gladly. I will gladly. I mean, listen, yeah. <laughs> you fill, they fill a, shout out to them. They fill a club sometimes. So yeah. those guys fill a club. And if they but do, yeah. I'll gladly make that full club laugh. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I will care. I mean, oh, I've had some where they've been like, how much time can you do before me? I'm like, this feels insulting. <laughs> how much could you really handle? <laughs> how much could you do? Because uh, I'm supposed to do an hour and a half show, and uh, how much are you allowed to take on? And I'm like, well, they 
there's a limit, I think. I think they have to see you at some point. Yeah, I think contractually you got to do 50 minutes for for yeah. your 60 minute paycheck. <laughs> like, uh, good luck. You're yeah. like, take your time. Uh, comment on the room at the beginning. Like you now, like oh. you know, someone if they're trying to make an hour and are using like high school paper, like let's make it double spaced. You know, narrow the margins. You're like, get the fuck out of here. Leave. Let us do the essays. <laughs> I won't name names. But I opened for a reality person at one point for a show uh, because their manager was a friend. And he was like, would you open for this person? I was like, okay. And I was like, how much time have they ever done? And he was like, 10. And I was like, and they're going to do an hour. And he was like, yeah. I was like, you might want to set up a Q&A at the end. <laughs> you might want to just set that up. And he was like, ah, they won't need it. I was like, okay. And like day before, he was like, you know, we're thinking about the q and I don't think we need it, but just in case. And I like, it just ha- I just was in a bad mood. And I, go, I just went, you're going to have to do a Q&A. She ain't making it 15. You're go- <laughs> when, when I was first on Guy Code and Girl Code was popping off, like, there were these tour dates that were coming up and eventually I was like, I don't really do stand up. I I don't really do stand up. And eventually one of the other comics shout out Damian lemon went like, you're leaving money on the fucking table. And he was like, half the people who are on these tours suck. Like you mm-hmm. have, you have in your head that you're like, you're going to like, go, trust me. And I was like, fine. I like said yes to another one. And I wasn't the headliner. One of the more famous people on the shows. I'm trying to also avoid names here. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> uh, and they, they went out like last I went out and I was like, I don't even know if I have enough time of jokes I've been working on. So I, I was just like asking, it was a college gig. So I'm just like asking people their majors and then roasting uh-huh. them. It's just classic dumb crowd work shit. And then the person who is like the headliner who everyone's excited to see comes out after me. And it's like upsetting. They're supposed to do like 50. They call it at like 20. It's like really weird. And then we just have to take photos with like, 600 people and we literally stand in a frozen pose with a space in the middle and someone comes up hands their phone to the student activities person the person goes to the negative space that we've established for them the student activity person takes a photo go they get their uh, phone and leave the next person comes we did like almost the full house so many fucking photos that day and I was like, fuck, you just need a, way, a means to the end. They just want a photo with this uh-huh. talented person from Girl Code uh, or Guy Code. And then uh, they just want a photo with them and to bounce. And you just want a paycheck and to get out of there. And it's sort of like we found a, we found an okay setup there. It's like, yeah, do 20-ish minutes. I just want to post that I met you. You just want to get a paycheck and say you did college comedy at fucking Rutgers. Let's roll. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yes. I've been a part of it i've seen it happen and you're oh, like yeah. <laughs> and in many ways you're like but but my thing is always what happens the second time that's always my question is what happens to the second because everyone there you're right they leave and they go hey i got a photo same thing got a photo it was eh, but it was fun it was eh, it was, it was yeah. fun or whatever i can't wait to watch the new season of their show yeah, where I they don't do show but the, when be they better. get an announcement <laughs> in a year that says like they're coming back how many of those people are like got to go through that again interesting because then i also am curious how the person who kind of half asked it 
are they coming back for another round of just getting that bag? Or were they a little, okay, I better fucking lock this the fuck up and like figure it out. It's wild how many I people don't, don't, don't <laughs> yeah. care at all. Who cares? <laughs> Just it's wild how would... many it's wild how many people don't tie up all their own internal self-validation in whether or not they're actually funny because uh, I, I, well, I don't know I don't know that I don't know I, know. I don't know anything else. <laughs> the idea of me going on stage and consistently doing bad because it's like we all bomb. Oh, I bomb all the time. I've done plenty of bad shows. <laughs> I mean, it's you know, not here to say, but the idea that I would be going on stage and being like this is going to happen consistently. This is what it's going to be is wild to me. Like, Oh, that wasn't funny at all. I didn't have fun, but I got paid. Uh, so like, there's a part of me that would feel I've done shit. That's where I phone it in for the paycheck many Mm -hmm. times, but phoning in like, personal storytelling it's like that's where it gets like i can't do like if i'm going there i'm like i need and that's i think the major thing stopping me from ever really trying hard at stand-up is like i I have too much self-validation wound up in it that i'm not that good at it and if i didn't have as as good of a reaction as i want in my head the asymmetrical reaction might destroy me (laughs) like which is but i'm also always like there's so many other ways. There's so many other things. That's the thing that bothers my mind is when I see people doing it. And I'm like, there's so many easier ways. Right. There's so tour. much. Yeah. There's, there's so many easier ways to tour. You don't have to do this. You can but do it. You can- everyone kind of wants to. You know what I mean? It feels like it feels like everyone's like MMA guys are always like, I want to box. Like everybody wants to go back to like the OG. You know what I mean? Like there's something mm-hmm. about there's something about the raw power of it's like all I need is a microphone and if you have one I can just get up there and deliver you a show like this after you've done sketch and required three people and props or like a a microphone and a guest and a Mm -hmm. intro music every once in a while you're like I like the raw stripped down capabilities of touring stand up then I've done it a few times and like using just like my light notoriety to like sell tickets to like small venues and then i have a blast and it's not really stand-up but i'm like upset with myself for it not fully being stand-up but also what the fuck like it's who cares if it's not fully stand-up if people are coming i'm enjoying it if people if i'm trying to be funny people find it funny and it works why the fuck am i really like it's still not this art pure art form that i want to participate i don't know what's broken about me i think it's because i was came up a fan of stand-up like that's how i got uh, yeah well to me i just go like i'm such a fan of people being like i tour and i do this and it isn't stand-up i'm like great like yeah. do this <laughs> just do that like that's what boggles my mind is i see these because some of these people are incredibly talented these are incredibly talented humans and i'm just like hey you're just not stand-up just isn't the thing you're putting not even that you wouldn't be great at it you just don't have time to put in the time and i'm like do the thing you're good at. Yeah, like yeah, like you have to analyze and this is like what I've been doing a lot lately, especially over the pandemic, is like, what did I want out of that? Like, what do I want out of this? Do I want another yeah. revenue stream? Is that what I want? Do I want the reverence like of other stand-ups to be like, he can actually kill? And like yeah. both of those are a little true. Do I want the ability to be like, oh, and invite Gabris to do the show? He could do 10 minutes, and that's always fun. You know what I mean? Like, I do I want that? Do I want I don't want I don't necessarily want to be passed at some club locally and and working at 
you know, v- regular nights and shit like that. So what exactly, like, and if I could tour, I could yeah. tour my podcast. Like, what am I exactly trying to do here? And I yeah. don't, and I don't know. May, like, I think right now, like, this is has nothing to do with magic or, and I'm talking to an actual stand-up comic whose special has dropped today. Go watch it on YouTube right now. But like, you pick the jokes, you pick it. You pick the jokes just like you want to do anyway, you fucking control freaks. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, and I, I, part of me is just like, oh, I want, I want to, I want to do stand. I want to be considered a stand up, and I, I think it's because I feel the most fear and like challenge coming at me from that. Like, and I, I, I have such a reverence for it that I think it's such a big hurt. You know, it's like it's like doing an Iron Man in my head, but at the same time, it's like. I don't know if I will do multiple Iron Mans after this. So, like, what am I actually killing myself? Like, what am I actually doing here? No I idea. No idea. And, like, with I, the kind of, like, improv feeling like a thing of the past, something that I dedicated a lot of time and uh, energy towards. I mean, UCB is currently back, but it just still feels like I need to move on a little. It doesn't feel like a 40-year-old man's art form for some <laughs> reason. <laughs> I mean, it's... I haven't yet been to the reopened, but uh, I'm curious. I'm curious what it's like. I did ask at, or uh, sorry, I did Elefante uh, last weekend for the first time. I, first time I'd been on stage doing improv in a long ass time, doing official improv. And it felt, we felt like an, the in, I was trying to describe this. I felt so basic and normal, like run of the mill, like, oh, here we are doing something I've done one million times. But like with the biggest charge off of it, because th- there was a part of me that's like, "Ooh, you haven't done this in a while. This is kind of exciting." Yeah. Oh, listen, the first when during the when the pandemic, like the first time I did a show indoors, because it was like throughout the pandemic, I was doing Zoom and I was doing outdoor shows. And the first time I did like an indoor club, and I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> where was that?" Oh, I was riding. I would ride these crazy highs crazy highs well you like convince yourself that like out you're like oh the outdoor shows are the exact same you know what i mean like uh, i'm getting it i'm I'm getting the same experiences it's totally the same that's how i felt about podcasting i'm like oh i'm getting you know i know i'm being funny and i'm getting a chance to improvise with friends on doughboys or this podcast or, or comedy bang bang or whatever and then you're like oh no 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 on stage is special it, it, and specifically ucb franklin is personally special to me so like it has like that that energy and you're but you're like oh i've been lying to myself for two years and i just unfolded it right there <laughs> like oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah the first time it was it was crazy i got like emotional i was getting i was like very i was wild i was i, I did die Oh, baby, <laughs> that, that old pandemic got you, boy. Oh, it's a, if you're not paying attention, you jump up and nip you in the behind. You got to be careful with that old <laughs> pandemic there, brother. <laughs> uh, what, uh, where, where do you, do you, did you have like, did you have a book of magic chicks growing up or anything like that, that you're always trying to do and shit like that? I, I got one at one point, but pretty quickly I was like, I'm, I'm funny. I know my lane. I'm pretty good at my lane in life. I kind of know the things I'm good at, things I'm not. Pretty early, I was like, this is technical. Like, the second you learn, like, back of the hand, a, a card to, f- to flip it to the front, and you're like, and they're just like, just do that 7,000 times. You'll be able to do that. And I was like, nah. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. That that's how I know magic's like part of why I don't like stand up is like, and then you just do that eight minutes until it's the best six minutes ever, and then you add, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm like. Uh, maybe not. <laughs> maybe yeah. I'll just sit at my desk in my room and scream into a microphone with strangers. Uh, okay, yeah, that sounds appealing too. Yeah, it like, sounds honestly it sounds better to me. Magic, I, yeah, magic would have me like, like, oh, I'm ready to learn magic. And the second they're like, all right, practice this menial thing until it's no big deal. I'm like, I'm out. <laughs> Game over. Yeah. Like, oh, that I was know. the whole thing. Is practice? Like, you want to talk about practice? <laughs> no, thanks. Uh, practice, <laughs> not the game. Uh. <laughs> I, it's great. I mean, the amount they practice and do that, where I was like, Ugh, I have no interest. But then I will say, stand up wise, I really structure around magic. I like watching magic specials. Like this special, I feel like was this special in particular, like that's coming, that's out today. Like I really based around magic and the structure of magic. The next, like I'm already like, I don't think I'll ever put out a normal special. I think that's just kind of how my, how I've kind of decided to do stand up comedy. And I'm like, man, I think magic specials are so like the way they build a story. Yeah. Oh, there's something there's there's something cool about like a piece like love, love crawls, new hour, love uh, Sam Merrill's new hour, love Chang Wang's new hour. But they are like personality and uh, content based like they don't feel like. Uh, Kroll's, Kroll's hour kind of follows like an interesting story of like, you know, some low points in his life, but doesn't really hit like, ah, and that's, I'm the ruletista. Like, you know, like that yes. doesn't have like, they, they don't have that. And for the record, they don't need like, they don't need it. it it's not uh, yeah, required. Sam's, yeah. Sam's, Sam's hour is so funny. Such a good time. Yeah. <laughs> literally was watching, literally was watching it. We both filmed ours on the same weekend. And I remember like just watching his, you know, came out like a couple weeks ago and just watching his being like, this is just, I'm asking people to click. I'm asking people to be involved. Like this has been the most complicated pro. I mean, figuring out how to do this has been so complicated. Yeah. It it feels like, it feels like looking at, Sam's but like it feels like you're setting up like okay got my scope I got my this I got my uh, I need this headset I need this uh, uh, range finder I all right now I'm ready and then like Sam just shows up with like uh, picks a gun up off the street and hits the bullseye like eight times yeah like like he's doing very pure stand-up in a way that like and it just and he crushes just like crushes. it's old school it's old school in its uh, style and delivery and not in its content, which is like the dream. <laughs> right. Oh, now. he's the best. I mean, I, and, and I, I love opening for Sam. He's like probably one of my favorite, cause I, he's a friend one. So he's just fun to hang out with. And then two, like, I just love doing shows with him cause him and I are so different. Yeah. So it's just oh, one of these people, yeah. which is like great. I love that. That's like, to me, the perfect combo. Cause it's like, I'll go up and I'll do a long set and like, They'll get used to my structure. And then the second he goes up, it's like just boom. And he's so good and he's so set up. It's it's awesome. Yeah. But yes, his his you know, those pieces are just like a normal special, which is what a lot of people are doing these days. And then mine is like, yeah, this 
Latista ridiculous. Like, <laughs> I mean, like your yeah, last there's... your last one was like six locations, right, or something like that. Yeah, the six one... locations. Yeah, yeah. And so, <laughs> which was like a premise, and I was like, well, it'll never get more complicated than that. I'll <laughs> right. never. And, I'll certainly. And, I'll never do anything more complicated than this. And then and this here one, we are. <laughs> <laughs> here we are. Literally, us inventing how you would do this. Like we had to like. I did practice hitting poses on stage. Oh, so that it would match? So that we could then split. (laughs) So I'd have to hit these poses while doing stand-up for months. I was practicing poses. It was insane. It was literally like practicing magic. I was like, I'm doing this. Yeah. That's so fucking cool, though. I can't wait to click because it's it's out now. So as soon as I get off, the, as a matter of fact, you could probably just look at the show notes of this podcast while it's playing and click directly on your special. Yeah. And I'll say this. Watching it the day it comes out, that's probably the most valuable view you can give me. Yeah. Fair enough. You hear that? He's he's just letting (laughs) you know. It's a loaded. It's time and a half. If you watch it today, that would be. Uh But we but genuinely magic was like we watched. I watched a lot of magic and like we we. Yeah. Magic is big. It's huge. They do so much. They do so much with so little. Like, oh, I love what they do. Yeah. And I, and then I'll do like comedy and magic club. That's a club that like, they always, there's always one magician on the lineup with you. Oh, cool. Is that in LA? I've heard it. I've it's heard in, it. um, it's in Huntington beach. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, I saw a close up magician at magic castle you know when you go down to the bar and there's someone doing card stuff like at the bar my and favorite like, part my favorite part mine too mine too mm-hmm. and because it's like it combines like everything i like because it's like it feels like all right come on over here story time and i like bars and i like i was a bartender i like the energy of an old school bartender who's like holds a room and he holding a room with doing tricks and this trick specifically, and I'll forget a lot of the details, but a paramount part of the trick was that he had, it's like when he's doing the trick to find the hidden three of hearts or whatever, it he reveals that he has a card in his breast pocket of his shirt and kind of acts flustered and puts and like knocks it back down. And everyone in the room is like, He's got the fucking oh, that's the trick. So then at the end, he like does something else, and it's like, oh shit! And someone's like, oh well, what was the card? And he's like, what card? Oh, and he pulls it out, and he has like twenty three of clubs or three of hearts. You know what I mean? He has like a, and he's like there, and he's like, oh god, I don't know how these got in here. And it's like the punchline. It has like a second tier of a punchline Mm -hmm. or whatever. the prestige, not the punchline. The prestige. He has like a second prestige on the trick yeah. where everyone is like, and I'm ahead of it, I'm ahead of it. And then he delivers and everyone's like, ooh, I wasn't ahead of it. Oh, but that was on, like, and he like purposely mm-hmm. left that out as like a, for us to think we were smart. And it was like, just, I could feel the, me- like, I could feel the manipulation and the mechanics of like, this gets them thinking they know what's going on. I hit them with this where the reveal that they don't know what's going on. Let them try to tell me they thought they knew what was going on and mm-hmm. reveal to them that they were already wrong about that. So like, you're like on this meta, like textual second tier, just being fooled again. And it was so powerful that I, a person was angry. Like a person, like like I know, like one, of course, a guy, some dude was just like pissed, 
Like, he's like, oh, and I was like, well, yeah, I feel the same way, man. I got fooled, but I'm honored. And I feel, thank God I got to see this. And you're pissed that you got that fooled. And yeah, also, it's a perfect trap. Be- he left it out for you to go like my cousin Vinny. Hey, wait, wah, wah, you know, and it's like mm-hmm. r- rip that rug right out from underneath you. It's wild to go to a magic place and be like, if anybody gets me, I'm going to be furious. Right. Like, feels like feels like this wouldn't be the place then for you. Feel, yeah, feels like you might you might want to just hang at home. <laughs> you know what I hate more than anything else? Being fooled. All right. Should we go to the magic castle? <laughs> feels, feels like that's not a good place for you. Then. Ever since my stepfather took my nose at <laughs> the water park and got my nose, I was furious. Yeah, nice. that and that there's an appeal, like, and I don't. I think magicians know the person who is going to have a hard, hard time. Like, they can sniff that out of like mm-hmm. this guy is going to be a good mark because he's not going to be happy. He's going to try hard, and it's going to hurt him when I fool him. I'm sure because I because I can I can spot a heckler obviously, but I can also spot someone in the crowd who's like a good like person to talk to. Like, I now know a bunch of like little. Things to be like, oh, if I'm going to talk to anybody, it's going to be this person. Right. Because th- th- there's like a positive audience going vibe where you're like, they know to participate. They know to like, they seem mm-hmm. to be enjoying themselves. They've been to a comedy show before, maybe even one of mine. Perfect. Let's go. Yep. You know? They're making yeah. eye contact with me in a way that's like, I'm not scared of you. Yeah. But I like, but I'm engaged and I'm like, that's a person who I can talk to who's going to be excited to talk, but knows the game. Like, you look for these things, and then there's like the true hecklers where you see them, and you're like, oh, I will never be looking in your direction. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. I'm not going to give you an inch because this bitch is going to take a mile the second I. Uh, oh, yeah, I yeah. will. Let me tell you, I'll talk right over a heckler for years. I'll right. talk. I'll bury you with my words, and you will give up. Yeah, like bury them in, in that not shining a light on them in any way. Just not right? shining like, a light. Yeah. Just I'm just gonna keep talking, and you're you're talking, and I hear you trying like saying little things, and I I'm just gonna keep going because no one else can hear it except me, and I'm just not gonna give it to you. And after four or five, a lot of times, hecklers, you just see them kind of be like, hmm. yeah, because <laughs> th- they're like I'm losing steam here, and like yeah. if they're with someone, <laughs> you're like, and they're like. And you're like the person next to him is like eventually yeah. like just give up and fucking watch this. Just get another. Well, you know whiskey. what's also yeah. funny is like they'll they'll be wanting to have the heckler experience, and then if I can get through it, they'll start enjoying the show like a normal audience member because it's good. It's going to be good, and you'll see them actually like be like, eh, I don't even want to heckle. Like they want to heckle because they want to help, and once they go like, oh no, he's got it. Right. Yeah. Once they chill. go like, oh, I don't think he <laughs> like that's so funny. They want to heckle because they want to help because. It's a it's a self-fulfilling prophecy because I understand comics put heckler and crowd work shit up on Instagram because it gets you promo gets you promo without burning a joke. Without burning sure. a written joke. So it makes sense. But it's also steering now that a majority of people I think watch stand up in giant captioned clips on reels and TikTok. They think when they go to a comedy club, well, it's about engaging with the person so that they can get one of these cool viral videos. Like, oh, I mean, and it's, and it's like, I can't explain it. It's like watching, it's like watching Guitar Hero videos all the time, and then going to a concert. Like, uh, yes. that's not exactly I, it. Because so it, here's my analogy. I use okay. My um, analogy is is it's like if a punter 
had, was was showing a highlight reel, and every week their highlight reels are blocked punts. And I'm like, what you're showing, while it's sometimes good, because the cool thing about a heckler is sometimes somebody heckles and you actually turn it good. So it's like a cool blocked punt where you actually like make it work for you is awesome. Right. But when I see a heckler, particularly one that isn't good, like where it's like, that's a negative interaction. I'm like, that's, that shouldn't happen. We don't want, neg- that's not good. That's not the goal when we show up at a comedy club. We shouldn't be wanting a negative interaction. That crowd is not, in- that's scary. It's nerve wracking. It's scary. It's weird. It's not fun. It's fun to watch at home. Yeah. But I'm always watching it being like, it's a blocked punt. I'm watching a blocked punt. Yeah, and you're like, oh, cool. The punter was able to uh, uh, get get an extra six yards and get, get a first down and not break his neck. So let and listen, heckles happen. So four times a year, it's like unbelievable. It's so cool. You should show it. I I I'll show one every now and then, but if it's happening on a weekly basis, <laughs> but then there's brilliant people like Sam. Sam will will kind of work it into his thing where he's like, you can ask me something, blah, blah. So he does it in a way where it's actually is really great for the live crowd. And that I do respect. And I'm right. like, that's very cool to do. Yeah. Yeah. And there, there's and like people put out good shit. That's them dealing with hecklers or them doing crowd work like, you know, Stavros yeah. Schultz, like these guys put that Stavros shit. Schultz. I mean, I'll give Hofstetter, who's the OG of it. The credit right. of like he was the original heckler person, and he's right. Great that was at like it. his first thing. Yeah, he's he broke that seal. <laughs> Someone oh, was going I mean, listen, to yeah. the amount of time I spent being like for years listening to people be like that guy's the worst with his heckler stuff, and now I'm like, I'm like, well, how come all you are now doing it? And you, yeah, we buried all this guy, <laughs> you buried this it. guy a decade ago, <laughs> and now everybody's doing it. Like, <laughs> this guy's doing nothing wrong. He was just ahead of you, and you were mad. I wonder. Now, I love this inside baseball shit talking about comedy. I love it about everything. I'm curious in the magic world or people like mm-hmm. I'm curious what the what the angles are. Someone's like, yeah, he's a close up guy. He's like, everyone's a close up guy on Instagram. The trick, well, you know I what wonder, I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. But I wonder because to me, it would be like if magicians started showing when tricks went wrong. And that was their reels. Oh, right. That would be a was weird. like, watch this not work. <laughs> Yeah. And then and people are like, whoa, that's crazy. What it doesn't work. I gotta go see this person live. I'm like, what? And then hope and then I'll help make sure it gets ruined because that's what yeah. obviously they want, because this is they, viral. They oh, don't make the trick work. That's yeah, what it feels like to me. It's very weird. Yeah. I'm I'm curious. I'm curious what they what they uh what magicians as a matter of fact, if you're a magician and you're listening to this, please tweet at me and Danny and let me know like what's <laughs> inside baseball. Tell us like what's frowned upon. What's like, oh, you do the rings? <laughs> okay, someone must have been one year in. You know, oh, yeah. Like, like th- there's like things every comic knows. Like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. like you're, oh, you opened with a joke about your appearance, but you did also choose your outfit. So it's not as off sure. the cuff as you think it is. Like, oh, oh, oh yeah. Anything yeah. like that. Anything I see where it's like, I know uh, when you're thinking, I look like a substitute teacher uh, who got I hit by like a car. I look like this and yeah. this. Yeah. I'm part this and I'm part this. So I get my, oh, that yeah, one, yeah. like, I've heard that set up. <laughs> I, I mean, there's like all these lines now where I'm like, I just know where this joke is headed and I know yeah. the move. And There's like an oh. intro line to stand up that a lot of people you pull from like five cliches, five tropic openers, kind of. I'm wondering if what in the magic world those are. Like, is this, what? what is the the go-to that too many people do what's the i 
there's got to be a classic like pick a car. Oh, not that one, please. Whoops. Like that. I'm sure there's like little riffs that every and just magician all knows. these magicians are like, Ugh. right. But like when you watch it, you're like, oh. just like when your friend watches, you know, your friend from home watches a stand up and you're they're like, ha, ha, ha. and I'm like, dude, you know, who's the best comic. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> Or like you know, uh, so, someone's like you're watching some another person do stand up and they do something that, you know, is like gimmicky or tropey or like a little mm-hmm. hack and it crushes and you have that reaction where you're like, yeah, well, not everyone in this room has been doing comedy for 20 years. So yeah. who is it hack anymore? If it's working, is it hack? Like uh, and if so, like like because hack is back in a weird way like it like hack is a style now it feels like because we've gotten so far removed from stand-up that like doing it traditional hacky shit it feels interesting i don't know i I have no clue i'm very curious i mean i think that i wonder because i also because to me and i wonder if this how magicians feels when i see somebody crushed with hacky stuff before me i go okay how quick can I flip this crowd into what I do? And how quickly can I do it in a way where they go, oh, that's a different thing. Right. Oh, something different. And you'd be surprised because like I've done, you know, like even this hour, you know, the way I would do it on the road is I would do it one way and then I would go backwards and I'd be like, I feel like I didn't like it the first way. I'll, I'll change it. I actually hate David Blaine. And I would go back and run it run the other path for people and just yeah. go the other path but i would make it seem like they were picked they were like like it was like because i wasn't i was like ah, you know because you guys don't like it and then i would do my prestige joke at the end which closes the special and so but you could feel them be like oh that's a different thing like and that felt really good and sometimes it wouldn't go that way by the way sometimes right. i'd be like they just want the fucking hack and i can't flip them to what i want them to be but the feeling of being like yeah you liked the rings watch what i'm about to do yeah you're gonna forget you're gonna forget that guy ever had rings but yeah, and then along those lines, like a hack that the crowd is at into, at least you know the crowd's alive too. If the if they're not into the hack, you're like, okay, I hope they're into my shit. And oh, like, I mean, yeah. but if they're at least alive, you're like, okay, I gotta win them. I gotta show them my style of martial arts, get them on board with what I'm doing over here. But then I think they're gonna be in. But when they're like not reacting to hack, and you're like. Oh, they know he's hack, and then you come out and do your shit, and it doesn't work either. You're like, oh no, okay, it's you guys. You no, guys are the no. man. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, it's listen. not me. It's, it's not the hack guy. It's you. It's got to be you. Yeah. Oh, and it's a sickness in, uh, of comics, and I assume magicians also of just being like, yeah, they've hated everything so far. Yeah. <laughs> wait till they meet me. Right. Uh, uh, I could change them. It's I, I think a thing of dating as well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Everyone says they're a piece into. of shit. Yeah, but mm-hmm. they don't know me. They haven't fallen in love with me yet. I'll fix it. Watch them. this. <laughs> with that said, I'd much rather follow someone crushing than someone bombing. Every yes. Time. Always. Every time. Always. Every, yeah. People always are like, is it hard to follow? And I'm like, yes, that person can be hard to follow. There are certain comics that you like famously don't want to have to follow. Like Deborah Giovanni is just like a nightmare to follow. Right. Uh, and anyone who crushes is hard to follow, but definitely better than someone who bombs. Yeah. But people who crush in like their specific way, like like Deborah and other yeah. comics who have like in like Eddie Pepitone, like I like, oh, uh, like yeah, like brutal. just a person that you go up after and you're like. I can't do what they did. What they did is specifically elicits huge reactions. And I am mm-hmm. now, 
you like you have to be like settled down time for like pass out the scantron like when i you know what i mean like it's like yes like all right vibe shift substitutes here yeah. and i and it's uh. time for group projects and they're like the last guy was screaming about the end of earth and you're like yeah yeah i know but, yeah. but how do you feel where, about david blaine <laughs> but that's where like this is i mean and i promise i'll stop talking about my special because we are but i just really but i do the opening of my special is being like i'm not famous so when i go on the road i do an opening joke that kind of gets you to like me. Right. And the first choice in the special is, do you want to hear that? Do you care? <laughs> do you care about that? But that's literally what you do is when you follow hack, you go up with a joke that you're like, all right, this is just about me getting married. It's not fucking bullshit. Okay. <laughs> and it's a dumb, easy joke, but a little bit smart, but, but, but I'm going to kind of easy into me. And then I go into David Blaine and now we're off. Like oh, yeah. now, now we're going to start thinking, get ready. But <laughs> you got to open with the bullshit. You got to open with something like, I know. Yeah, I'm just like that. Right. I, I Like, I know what you're thinking. You, you kind of, because you want to, like, walk the audience over to your side a little. So yes. you want to be like, I know what you're thinking. I look like Bluto if he was bisexual. Got it. Mm. Like, yeah, let's move like, on. Yes. And it's like, okay. But also, <laughs> what are we doing about abortion in this country? And everybody's like, okay. Now I, <laughs> <laughs> Hell of a downshift. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah. I know just you said... You're talking yeah. about your special too much, but why don't we tell the uh, listeners, the shitheads here at High and Mighty, how they can get your special right now, which is out, a.k.a. we're in the plugs, bitch. We're in the, <laughs> we're in the plugs, bitch. Um, <laughs> you can go and watch my special right now on Don't Tell Comedy's YouTube channel. Uh, it will be, if you just type in my name special, it'll be called You Choose. It'll be right on their channel. Uh, it's, and it, it again, should be in the show notes of this episode. You should be able to just click a link to go right to Danny's special. Amazing. And it'll be right there. And uh, and then you'll start your journey in 35 to 45 minutes. If you want to go back and check me, you can and see what the other side is like. But uh, and I think it's really fun. And there's a cool and and in honor of magic, there is a prestige at the end. There's something that happens at the end that I think is very cool. Oh, that's I, awesome. I hope people care about, but I think what we did, there's a, there is a prestige. You, you at least cracked the code of how to get someone to watch your special twice. At least like, you know, like watching a comedy special a second time is, 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 is I like reserve that for like Eddie Murphy and shit, you know, like it's like, I'm very, well, I'm very curious. Cause if you do watch, cause spoiler alert, it doesn't, it doesn't like branch out. It right, stays right. just kind of two choice the way. Yeah. So, yeah. If you decide to watch it a second time and click the other way, you will hear only transitions will be the same. There will be no repeat punchlines, nothing. Like right, it is right. a different special. That's awesome. So, That's cool. It's been work. <laughs> yeah, I bet, dude. Like I was just like the thing I hate most about stand up is like practice keeping track of your set list and like your entire special is built around like the hard work mechanics of the of like matching transitions and shit like that. That what, what a fucking. Oh, uh, we were doing. Oh, <laughs> uh, we built this whole purgatory. We had this. We have this phrase for purgatory, which is like where you go when you make choices, and like we had to build purgatory. It was like, oh, it's a nightmare. <laughs> no, but, but the directors Gordy Earl and Brad Silnitzer like literally created the term, and that's like how we did it. Was we were like, but we had to build it like a magic trick. Oh, that's so fucking rad. Well, uh, you choose an interactive comedy special out now on Don't Tell Comedy's YouTube page. Just click the link on Danny's name 
in the show yep. notes of this podcast. Uh, follow Danny on social media. He'll be tagged in uh, tweets and posts about this. At Danny Jollis. Please, TikTokers are taking our job for the love of God. Okay, go. <laughs> as for me shitheads you know you can uh listen to me talk about action movies for over two and a half hours each episode over at actionboys.biz on patreon uh every monday night i'm on spotify live with the movie buff reviewing that weekend's big release and 101 places to party before you die all episodes now out on hbo max please watch so because- thanks bud that was like the best job i've ever had and i would like to do it again <laughs> like uh, I feel like you will. I feel like you guys genuinely have like broken through the noise. I feel like we might have. This HBO Max thing is definitely helping more people have watched than they did on True. Uh and is breaking through the noise even enough anymore in a multi in a world where there's three content purchasers. Like who knows? You definitely have you definitely have a you're in my world of like you have a real ch- like people are talk I feel like I've seen people talk about the show. I feel like I hear it. I see it out there. I'm very excited. Yeah, we're we're not scripted with a cast member who requires 75k an episode. You know what I mean? Like, yes. we're not an and insanely expensive show. We're not an insanely cheap show. We'll see. But check it out, listeners. Mine. Yeah. Yes, please check it out. There's a friend of mine who are on show who I've literally been like, I've never seen one ad, one anything for your <laughs> show. Like, if I didn't know you, I wouldn't know this show exists. And that is not true for yours. I All see right. it. I think people like it. Cool. That's good to know. Thanks, Danny. Bye, shitheads. That was a headgum podcast. In a part of the world where there are no rules. Holy shit. Holy shit, guys. I'm so pumped. I definitely have not watched this since I rented it on VHS in 92. Strangers united by the threat of death. We got all the fucking major players. Seagal. Vladimir Putin is a good man. Arnold. Here, come. Give it to me. I need you to cream pie me now. Stallone. People are loving this movie. (laughs) It's got a lot of heart. Immensely irregular. (laughs) Now, somewhere... Somehow, someone's gonna pay. I would fucking love for my wife to, like, see me rip a guy's throat out. But they didn't count on one thing. This movie's fucking insane. (laughs) It's how you know it's a good movie. You have to do almost all the work yourself to figure it out. Well, there's a fantasy component. There's some sword fighting. There's some lightning. Bam, 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 bam. There's a new game in town. You wake up after a few years, and then you don't even know who you are anymore. We're going to be making Terminators. <laughs> We're going to make a really great deal with the Xenomorphs. What? I don't hate them, but I've been in a room <laughs> Yes, I understand. This is now the 20th ending of the movie. I am dark. I'm your dad. <laughs> Action boys. Boys will be boys. Subscribe here for bonus content and more free stuff from behind the paywall. To get new episodes, become a patron at actionboys.biz. Do it. Do it. Come on. Do it now.